Welcome to Get Emergent. This is a podcast about leadership development, improving communication, and enhancing team performance. My name is Cindy Massingill. And I'm Ralph Simone. Today we're talking about fact or fiction. So I want to start right out with a statement that makes many audiences really uncomfortable, and that is that event does not equal explanation. I think you should say it again. Event does not equal explanation. Let me give you an example. And we do this a lot. You call somebody up on the phone yesterday. Today, they don't call you back. What does it mean? It means they got my message. They don't want to talk to me. They're ignoring my phone call. They're afraid they, to have a conversation. They're being rude. They're blowing I'm, you off. They're blowing me off. Yeah. And all of that is made up. Right. 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 All it means from a factual basis is they didn't call you back. And so this episode is about really kind of mitigating a lot of wasted time and effort in an organization by really being clear, is something a fact or is it fiction? And we started on this because in the last episode, we were talking about how do we turn our complaints or frustrations into requests. And one of the steps in doing that is to really check the facts. Check the facts. And let's talk about, you know, what is a fact, right? A a fact is something that can be supported by evidence. A fiction, fiction is something we make up. Mm -hmm. It's our interpretation. It's, It's our story. It's filling in the blank. So the reason that we don't renegotiate is because it's not okay to miss a deadline in our organization. Was that Is that fact or is that fiction? Mm -hmm. Or the reason that we don't uh, turn a complaint into a request is because it won't make any difference. And so we start, those are are fiction. Those are assessments. Mm -hmm. We'll talk about this idea of, and we may not have any evidence to support that conclusion. What do you mean by an assessment? An assessment is something that we do. It's it's based on the observer, and it's based on the outcome, how we want to use. So today is a nice day. Today might be a nice day in in uh, you know central New York if I like to ski or, or mm-hmm. snowmobile. Right, right. But let's say I'm a golfer, and I was playing golf right up until Saturday morning when it was 72 degrees. Today is not a nice day because Based my, on being a golfer. my intended use of the day is I want to play some golf. But both of those are, are driven by what I, as the observer, it has nothing to do with the day. If we're going to be factual, it's 32 degrees, there's snow on the ground, and there's a wind, you know, we can then, that, that would be more of an assertion, right? Mm-hmm. Something that can be supported by evidence, just like the room we're in. Here I could say that this is a warm room. Well, if, if we were looking to you know sweat or you know depending on what our intended use is, or it's a, a big room, again, it depends on what we are trying to do. This, this comes up a lot when we rent hotel space. They say, well, this room accommodates 100 people. Well, for what purpose? And so depending on what the intended use is determines whether something is uh, in assessment. So an assessment is really based on the observer. An assertion is really based on the the actual event. Facts. Facts. Right, right. So how do I turn something? How do I make something an assertion? Or how do I... What, because I feel like we 
in addition to just living in promises all day long, we're also living in our own minds, hearing we have our own assessments about almost everything, right? So I think the first place to start is just to ask yourself, is this a fact or is this fiction? Mm -hmm. Is this something that uh, actually happened that can be supported by evidence? Or am I making something up? And and so one of the things in in being tighter and crisper with our language, we suggested people to ground their assessments, support them with some type of uh, actions or examples that would support it. But I think it starts by by asking yourself the question, is this what's really happening? Mm-hmm. You know, the, go, let's go back to the phone call. I mean, it, we'll do this in workshop after workshop. You call somebody, they don't return your call. What does it mean? Remember, event does not equal explanation. All it means at the factual basis is they didn't call you back. Everything else is an interpretation. So what you're saying is really understand if I'm making fact out of something that could be fiction, to really ask by what standards almost, how am to ground it to understand what the standards by which I'm making that assessment. And I think when we talk about promises and renegotiating, uh, getting clear on what those standards would be. I think one of the problems we have with um, miscommitments is that we are operating from different standards. So be explicit about the standards that you would use to evaluate whether somebody fulfilled a commitment or not. But I think fundamentally, and I think people are afraid of this, is to really challenge their stories, to ask themselves, is what right in front of me fact or fiction? There's another more controversial statement that all events are neutral. Mm, What do you mean? So something that you would get really excited about or frustrated about or disappointed about could be meaningless to me based on my interpretation or frame of reference. So something that happened to you that you, you consider bad or unfortunate, I might consider as part of the learning and growing process. So the event itself, and this is hard to describe to somebody that's just gone through some personal tragedy, but the event itself is neutral. It's our reaction that's loaded, right? I've heard you say it's our own reaction that gives it the emotional charge. Yeah, absolutely. Right? And, and, and we, are going to, we are going to interpret and make assessments all day. That's how we function. But one of the things when we talk about organizational performance and clear communication is we want to be tighter with our language and we want to make sure that we are not filling in the blanks with ungrounded assessments that can't be supported by some example or activity. And, um, you know, we, we could give countless examples. So we'll go back to the example of the client that didn't make the meeting. He's not committed. He's careless, right? He's not rigorous. He's blowing you off. He makes really criminal promises. Mm-hmm. And then, and I could have gone down that pathway. And if you think about this, how would that have impacted me the rest of the day? But then when he called me up, he's apologetic. He says that he he, uh, stayed home because of the weather. He didn't have access to his calendar because they're making a software change. And he committed to helping a guy move his house so he could be in by Thanksgiving dinner. All of a sudden, my interpretation changes. So the event itself is neutral. And then we fill in around it either positively or negatively. So if I'm listening to this fact or fiction 
podcast. What's the so what now one? I think it's really simple. One is recognize uh, we do not see things as they are. We see things as we are. We see them through a filtered lens. So almost everything has some element of fiction, our interpretation. Mm -hmm. So I think the first, you've got to ask yourself, is what I'm seeing fact or fiction? Be open to that. I think it starts there. Be open that your story is at best incomplete. I think the second thing, and you alluded to this earlier, is to start grounding our assessments start, and actually being clear about why are we making them. You know, we are making an assessment We are based on our intended use for something, right? But then being clear, right, as to what would be, uh, what, what would be some evidence that would support how could we ground this. You know, um, when people talk in absolutes, nobody ever picks me. Right. I'm always left out. Right. When you use those kind of universal generalized statements, you are probably telling yourself a fictional story. And usually it's a disempowering story. So really, we talk about this in in some of our other courses, monitoring your language and your self-talk. Is this really true? And if I don't know, how would I find out? And Ralph, I think there's a really nice tie in between this idea of fact or fiction, recognizing our stories, understanding and remembering that event does not equal explanation. There's a really nice tie-in with this whole topic and the integrity model in the Who Will Do What by When book. We can make assumptions about what people mean when they make a request of us, right? Or if someone doesn't fulfill a promise, we can create a story in our mind as to why they didn't meet that commitment. Absolutely. I mean, if we just took things at face value, I think things in organizations and families would be much simpler and more impactful. You know, Ralph, I've had so many customers tell me that this is this book is common sense, the Who Will Do What by When book. But it's just not common practice. So we're going to continue on with some additional episodes around the key components of the integrity model taken from this book so that we can help our clients make it more common practice. 